This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Runoff election time is here. Republican candidates for the Secretary of State race, State Auditor race, and the U.S. Senate seat are all in a runoff race today. Katie Britt spent time in the Dothan area on the last day before voting occurs. She presented her pitch to be Alabama's next senator. Britt says she will fight for the hardworking people of Alabama and seek for more energy independence with the skyrocketing gas prices. Britt pushed for overhauling the immigration system to allow for merit-based immigration of foreigners and blame Joe Biden for the current illegal immigration crisis at the southern border. Her opponent, Mo Brooks of Huntsville, is detailing the ways in which Britt has helped Democrat Doug Jones gain the Senate seat in 2017 in a special Senate election. Brooks spoke about it with 1819's political editor Jeff Poor on Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. Uh, Hopefully the voters, enough of them, has seen through it so that they know that Mo Brooks is the only conservative in this race and that Mo Brooks is arguably the only Republican. After all, with what the Democratic Party leadership has done in the last few weeks, it's quite clear that they believe that Katie Britt is the Democrat nominee in the Republican primary. And that can be Parker Griffith up here in the Tennessee Valley. That can be the executive director of the Alabama Democratic Party. I'm not sure how many of your listeners heard what he had to say, but uh, both of those have endorsed Katie Britt for the United States Senate. Do you, uh, and uh, that was something he said, uh, going back to Doug Jones, uh, that he credits her in some way for Doug Jones' win in uh, 2017. Uh, I guess you feel the same way. Well, Katie Britt and Richard Shelby elected pro-abortion Doug Jones in 2017, and Doug Jones has been candidate enough in 2019 to publicly state that that their strategy of suppressing the Republican vote by urging Republicans to write in somebody else or stay at home, that was the difference maker. As Doug Jones said, hey, anytime we could get a Republican to not vote for the Republican nominee, that was equal to a vote for Doug Jones. Brooks also said that other Republicans have been removed from the ballot for lesser offenses that violate the Alabama Republican Party bylaws Those bylaws state that a candidate cannot help the opposing party get elected. The Alabama Republican Party disqualified a number of candidates for doing lesser things in support of Doug Jones. So if the Republican Party was going to be consistent at the Alabama Republican Party executive committee level or steering committee level, then they would treat Katie Britt as they have treated other candidates who have been disqualified by the Alabama Republican Party for doing less than Katie Britt did. Uh, These other people who were disqualified were basically foot soldiers. Katie Britt was a commanding general along with Richard Shelby. That's a big difference. Well, do you agree with those actions, taking people off the ballot? Would you you agree with seeing Katie Britt? Absolutely. Of course. If we're going to be, are we a social club as Republicans or a Republican Party? Let's say that you have a Auburn defensive lineman, key play of the Iron Bowl, starts blocking his own linebacker so that an Alabama running back scores a touchdown. Do you think that that person would ever be allowed to play again at Auburn University? Of course not. We're a team. And you can't have people on our team helping the opposition win the game. 
Police departments in Alabama are willing to offer more training classes for free to churches who are wishing to beef up their security. This comes after a Vestavia Hills church experienced the death of three church members when a man opened fire at a potluck dinner. Police in Huntsville, Athens, and Morgan County all confirmed to ABC 31 News that they have been approached by several churches in the area, along with businesses. Both have asked for training on how to deal with an active shooter. Police say they are more than willing to set up a training time for the churches and businesses. Vestavia Hills Police Captain Shane Ware says that the one man at the Vestavia Hills Church was a hero when he rushed the shooter, Robert Smith, with a chair and then got the gun out of his hand, pistol whipping him with his own gun and pinning him down until police arrived. 70-year-old Smith has been to that church before, but police still have not determined what the motive was for his deadly actions. Auburn police arrest a man for possession of child pornography who has already been in the news for another high-profile case. 19-year-old Johnston Taylor is now facing six counts of child pornography. Taylor was also part of the 2019 car crash in Auburn that killed Auburn sports announcer Rod Bramblett and his wife Paula. Taylor was 16 years old at the time of that crash. He was found to have been speeding in his car and the drug TCH in his bloodstream. He was charged with manslaughter and had his punishment reduced as a youthful offender. Taylor is now being held in the Lee County Jail on a $60,000 bond. The Helen Keller Festival is planned for this coming Thursday in her hometown of Tuscumbia. This will be the 44th year for that festival, which celebrates the life of Helen Keller as she and her teacher Annie Sullivan overcame the tragedy of Helen losing both her sight and hearing when she was under the age of two. A parade will be held in the downtown area on Thursday, and music in the park begins on Friday and into Saturday, featuring Sweet Tea Trio, the Moon Tree Band, and Jefferson Starship. The Miracle Worker Drama will also be held live at Ivy Green on Friday and Saturday nights. General admission for that theater event is $10. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... We're still waiting for the U.S. Supreme Court to issue more rulings in cases that they heard and deliberated on during their 2021-2022 judicial session. The high court may extend its time into July due to the fact that there are still 17 opinions that have not been released to the public from that court. That includes the Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, which comes out of Mississippi and has caused the ongoing protest by those who are pro-abortion activists who do not want to see Roe v. Wade sent back to the states for consideration by state legislatures or to be regulated by state law. Another case involving the Second Amendment comes from the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. It's regarding state law that requires applicants for a concealed carry permit to demonstrate proper cause and good moral character. The gun owners argue that the state's public safety law impinges upon their constitutional rights. And another case out of Washington state deals with a high school football coach who was fired from his job for holding a silent prayer at the 50-yard line after football games at the school with some of the players and students joining him. Coach Joe Kennedy says his freedom of speech is protected in doing so and that he's not performing a forced religious activity in his capacity as a school employee. Economists are starting to use the word recession in their predictions when it comes to the U.S. economy. And President Joe Biden doesn't like that. On Monday, Biden was asked about it by a reporter while he was spending time vacationing in Delaware. I I, I, I promise. Recession's even more likely than ever. 
Not the majority of them aren't saying that. Come on, don't make things up, okay? Now you sound like a Republican politician. I'm joking. That was a joke. That was a joke. But all kidding aside, no, I don't think it is. Just last week, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates with inflation rates and energy costs at record highs. This recent interaction about a recession happened after the incident with the bicycle, where Biden was riding it, stopped to talk to people at the beach, and fell over onto the ground after losing balance. When it comes to the sanctions placed on Russian fuel by the U.S. and NATO countries, it turns out that Russia has now become the chief supplier to another country instead. And that country is China. In May, Russia sent nearly 2 million barrels of crude oil per day to China, increasing the shipments by 55% compared to the same month last year. They also surpassed Saudi Arabia as the chief supplier of crude oil to China. Well, don't mess with Texas and don't mess with Texas Republicans when they're at their state convention. Fox 26 News was there to talk to some of the 9,000 party members who showed up to help form their party platform for the upcoming year. The amount of Hispanics that now identify as Republicans was noticeably more, and the local news team talked to them as to why. The thousands and thousands of people just coming across the border every day illegally, biting, shipping them all over the country. They're bringing drugs with them. I think that's a reason why you're starting to see a lot of Hispanics who are really voting on the Republican side now because they understand, hey, it's, it's impacting me locally. It's impacting they're coming across into our yards and they're coming across illegally. Just, just it, It's a problem. And I'm talking about Hispanics along the border who are just fed up because it is an invasion. They're taking our jobs and we are offering too much free whatever while we're ignoring our own veterans and our own citizens, our own taxpayers. Well, that is going to be the future for the Republican Party of Texas. It is a Hispanic voter and without that voter, it will not exist in Texas. The Republicans voted on a party platform that was anything but mild in its writing. The Texas Republicans agreed to declare the 2020 presidential election results as illegitimate due to voter fraud and Joe Biden as an illegitimate president. The platform also endorsed a referendum that would allow Texas as a state to declare secession from the U.S. if it's so desired. It also defined homosexuality as an abnormal lifestyle choice. Republican House member Doug LaMalfa was on the House floor this week when he brought up the word famine and explained why. Ever since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, world leaders have been warning of imminent food shortages, including our own president. Two of the largest producers of wheat and oilseed are embroiled at war. Ukraine civilians are fighting to protect their homes and their self-sovereignty. They aren't out planting crops as normal. Meanwhile, they're breaking reports of Russian soldiers stealing Ukrainian wheat, selling it at marked-up costs to nations facing food security in Africa. Insecurity. Meanwhile, the Russian Navy has blocked grain carriers from leaving Ukraine's black, port of, black sea port of Odessa in an effort to blackmail the world into supporting Putin's war. The UN is trying to broker a deal to enable Ukraine's grain to be shipped from ports such as Odessa. But Russia has said it wants Western sanctions lifted as part of a deal. 20 million tons of Ukrainian grain is stuck in Ukraine at risk of being stolen by Russians. And what are we doing in this country? We're not producing the way we could in California. Water's being shifted away from farmers and so our own wheat crops in Northern California are dying off. So the Biden administration must roll back the regulations, making it hard for farmers in this country to do what they need to do to be part of this world solution for food, as famine will soon be upon us, especially in the 2023 crop year. I yield back. Lamalfa is a congressman from the state of California. A Disney children's film that was banned in other countries for a controversial scene 
is not doing as well as expected here in the U.S. either. Pixar's spin-off story from Toy Story deals with the character Buzz Lightyear. Two of the animated characters in that movie exchange a lesbian kiss. Disney refused to remove that scene in theaters here in the U.S., while 14 foreign markets decided to ban the film altogether from being shown, and that includes China. The film brought in $51 million this past weekend. CNBC had projected that the movie would make 70 to $85 million upon release. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he talks about identity as an elected official. I can't begin to even describe to you what it's like to have your name on a ballot. Some of y'all know, uh, but uh, but it's 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 an amazing thing to think. You know, it's uncomfortable to talk about yourself, but now you got to go say why you're the best person for the job and try to be convincing. It's like you're a salesperson for yourself. That's a weird deal. Um, it also takes a lot of mental toll, and you have to also divest yourself of recognizing it is not your identity. The thing that bothers me sometimes is there are people who won't leave office because it becomes their identity. They don't even feel comfortable unless they are elected, like they've had some kind of total rejection in life. It cannot become who you are. It has to be just what you do. And that's what we need. We need more people who are there because they're called to do, not called to be, if you know what I'm saying. I know I'm getting a little bit philosophical here, but the reality is too many people in Washington or in state politics or even in local politics, they feel this overwhelming need to be elected to the next thing. And, and, and some of them take one office and they stay there forever. Richard Shelby comes to mind. Um, you know, love him or hate him, he's been there a long time. You, you, you look at Nancy Pelosi and you wonder, why are you in your 80s and still in Congress? What the heck? And it's on both sides of the aisle. I just named a Republican and a Democrat. Has it become their identity? Has it become who they are? Are they not secure without it? Because I'll be honest with you, there are things that can be done because of seniority, certainly. But then there are things that you might also want to do in your latter years, like maybe see your family, see your grandkids once in a while. Do you not? Is there? Is there... Is your only identity in being that elected official? Are you in Montgomery for what? How long? Are you, are you been in office now for 40 years? Like Kay Ivey? And you look at it and go, what would you do if you couldn't? Do you know? Or would you feel like you have just somehow lost a piece of yourself? And I've, I've known folks like, and by the way, it's a very heady thing. It, it is, it's an extremely heady thing. To be elected is an overwhelming feeling that you can either quickly be humbled by or begin to feel like you're just a man. We need people who are humbled by the opportunity to serve. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. We surely hope you're enjoying the daily detail and are benefiting from the reports. If you are doing so on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, then feel free to go to the main page and drop me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 